0: This is Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. Today, we will continue a sermon in my husband's series on Heavenly Authority from the current section focusing on the Office of the Apostle. In this message, Pastor Greg has been looking at those in the New Testament, besides the Twelve, who are also called apostles. We've looked at Barnabas, Andronicus, and Junia, as well as the Second Corinthians 8.23 brethren, whose designation, while often translated as messengers, is again apostolos. And when we left off, Pastor was discussing the usage of of the word apostle later on in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 in reference to the false apostles here is the author of the award winning book the nature and power of prayer pastor greg scalzo
1: paul saying to them here corinthians Other apostles come in with a different gospel, and you accept it, you put up with it. And he says in verse 5, For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. They're very eminent, they seem to be something. He says, even though I am untrained in speech, yet I am not in knowledge. But we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted? because I preach the gospel of God to you free of charge. And again, you have a repetition of what we read about before. He said, I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to minister to you. And he goes down, he says in verse um, uh, 11, why? Because I do not love you, God knows. What I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Now, my contention is that if the church at that time did not have a more general understanding of when you speak about the offices and the works, which were that's the foundation for this, right? And there's this office of apostle. If they did not have a broader understanding than just the 12, who obviously have the highest designation of that phrase, then there would be no debate going on here whether Paul and Barnabas were legitimate apostles compared to these other eminent, well-speaking apostles, false apostles who are coming in with a lie. The only reason it can happen is that they understood that there were apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors and evangelists. It was one of the offices of the church. And so then, who fits that calling? Who fits that designation? And hence, you have the controversy of Paul with these others who are preaching a different Jesus. And then down in chapter 12 and verse 11, he speaks about the signs of an apostle again. He says in verse 11, I have become a fool in boasting. You have compelled me. He has to defend himself, so he has to almost boast, which is a difficult thing to do if you're a humble person like him. For I ought to have been commended by you, for in nothing was I behind the most eminent apostles, though I am nothing. He recognized again his lack, though I am nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you, with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it in which you were inferior to other churches, except that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. Everything done to the other churches were done for you, and done for you free of charge, he says. He took nothing for it. I was not burdensome to you, forgive me this wrong. If that makes me wrong, that I don't seem who I should be to you because of it, forgive me that you're open now to being led astray by these false apostles who come in thinking they're somebody, and the people are just ready to listen to them. And Paul's saying here, you know, if because I showed you love, you don't hold me in esteem, forgive me this wrong. But truly the signs of an apostle, this is what an apostle should have happen, were accomplished among you with all perseverance, signs and wonders, and mighty deeds. They saw the result, and that's why so many of them got saved. They heard the word preached, and they saw the acting of the Holy Spirit through Paul and Barnabas. If you look in Acts chapter 19 and verse 11, now there's many places in the book of Acts that speaks about the miracles of Paul, but this is just one very interesting spot. In Acts chapter 19 and verse 11, It says, now God worked unusual miracles, unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So you have here that overpouring of glory. We saw it earlier on at the beginning of the book of Acts with Peter, that they would put the people in the shadow of Peter, because it was such an overflowing of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Here, handkerchiefs or aprons that touched his body are brought to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits are driven out. God did unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, we know people abuse that today, but because of someone abusing something, don't deny the Scripture. The Bible says it very clearly that just touching the body of Paul, a handkerchief, or uh, an apron, could bring healing to someone. That's how much he was saturated with the Holy Spirit for the performing of signs and wonders and miracles. Signs of an apostle. We read about the privileges they had, the signs that accompanied them. Uh, Look at Philippians chapter 1. Philippians 1. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. So Timothy's included in there with Paul as bondservants. Then you go down to chapter 2 and verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like minded who will sincerely care for your state. So Timothy is a like-minded person to Paul. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus, but you know his proven character, that as a son with his father he served with me in the gospel. Therefore I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly." yet i consider it necessary so again the high regard of timothy a like-minded person to paul one like a son to paul verse 25 yet i consider it necessary to send to you epaphroditus epaphroditus my brother fellow worker and fellow soldier but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need ministered to my need the people at philippi sent a gift to paul to help him in his imprisonment Uh, And they sent Epaphroditus, and as Epaphroditus brought the gift, he got sick. He was deadly sick. And then he recovered, and now Paul is sending him back. And he gives Epaphroditus his recommendation, my brother, my fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger, well, that's the other time that the word apostle is translated messenger. The only two times. Every other place is translated apostle. But your messenger Apostolos, your apostle. Uh, and some will say here, well, messenger is more appropriate because obviously Paul means that they sent Epaphroditus to him with the help. Others are saying, if you read their commentaries, will say, well, Epaphroditus was like a missionary. But Paul uses the word apostle. And every other time, except for the two I just read to you, the two brethren and Epaphroditus, that word is translated apostle. The point there, obviously, with Epaphroditus is that these churches are developing, just like the church in Antioch, separate from Jerusalem. The prophets and teachers get together and pray, and the Holy Spirit says, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas. Well, as these churches are growing, developing, they're praying too, other Gentile churches, and the Holy Spirit's giving them information, and designation. And that's why he says, your apostle, Epaphroditus. Lastly, most importantly, if you turn to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. It's important to know who's writing this letter. Paul, Silvanus. Silvanus is a form of Silas, just another form of the name Silas. Paul, Silas, and Timothy write this letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. And before we go on to the point, let me just review back who these people are. In Acts chapter 15, in verse 22, at that Jerusalem council, then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch. Right, They're going to address the issue how should the Gentiles behave, how much of the law applies to them, to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. So Silas is a prominent member of the early church in Jerusalem, and one of those who accompanies Paul and Barnabas back to the church at Antioch with the letter, the Jerusalem, Jerusalem decree that the council comes up with. Later in verse 30, you read how they go to Antioch together. They deliver the letter from James, from Peter. And then verse 31, and when they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement, the church in Antioch. 32, now Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also. So now we know that Silas is a prophet, exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. And here the apostles mean the twelve. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there, so Silas stays. Silas, a prophet, a Jew, one of the prominent members of the early church, stays at Antioch, as does Paul and Barnabas. And then when you have the split between Paul and Barnabas over Mark, And Paul goes out on the second missionary journey. You read that in verse 40, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he goes on the second missionary journey, not with Barnabas, but with Silas.
0: Our church website, again, is www.shiarjashub.com. Org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll find information about our church. And of course, you will find a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs to help you in your walk with the Lord. And if you appreciate the ministry of Shi'ar Jashub, can I ask you to pray about supporting... These church outreaches. Donations should be made out and sent to Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.